Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I finally have another guest on this show. This year's been a little crazy, and it's been a little bit harder to get people on like I used to, but we're not going to stop doing that. I've got somebody new on. He is a customer, and although not the first international person to be on the podcast, I think probably the first person I've had on the podcast from Canada. So let's give it up for Kim Harold, aka Papa Kim from Edmonton, Canada, and get into another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> nice to hear your voice. Nice to meet you by phone. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So I'm going to have to ask some questions. I, I've got your order information and stuff. I know a little bit about you because you've bought the bike from me. I know you've had some conversations back and forth with Jessica. But being up in, in Alberta area, how did you hear about Bolton e-bikes or just e-bikes in general? What got this started for you? Well, it's uh, my story is probably very similar to so many others that, you know, here during the, uh, you know, lots of time at home uh, while spending time away from the family, you start thinking, okay, now what? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And so I started thinking, actually, I was coming off of a um, personal weight loss challenge I gave myself about three years ago. And I've been working on this last 20 pounds, Kyle. And it's just driving me crazy because it just won't go away. So I figured that if I got something that would be uh, fun to do at the same time, give me a bit of a, an exercise, an excuse to exercise, that, that would work out good. And then I thought about it a little bit longer. I said, you know what? If this electric bike thing would work, then I could exercise. And then when it's time to come home, I could just get the bike to bring me home. And <laughs> then I'm good to go. Well, that's where it all started. I started to do some research. I went to um, the internet. And I spent probably three weeks. Oh, wow. And uh, I had way too much time, but I spent hours and hours and hours. I'll just go to a local dealer and buy an e-bike. What could be hard about that? You know what's hard about that? Finding somebody that knows the products that they're selling, finding somebody that has products in stock that they can sell because... Big problem this year. <laughs> there's a worldwide shortage of, uh, of this stuff happening. I learned that during my research. And uh, But anyway, uh, long story short, I found you, your website, and uh, I said to myself, self, I said, this is the kind of company that I'm really interested in. That was because you didn't really have a, uh, you didn't have a brick and mortar store that you were worried about keeping going. And you weren't retailing a bunch of products that I wouldn't be interested in. You're basically fundamentally the company that I ended up wanting to do business with because you have the right attitude about wanting to take care of me as a customer. I felt that just by looking at the material that you had already produced online, and I felt that you were onto something that was going to grow. And I kind of liked the idea of kind of participating in the company that has that growth potential, that has the ability to go forward. And I thought, well, if I'm going to get on this thing and make the investment, and it's a big investment, you know, so I'm going to find somebody that's going to um, do a job for me that I'm going to be appreciative of. And so far, so good. Everything's worked out really well. And I'm eager to tell you how the bike came, how it arrived, how the packaging was. But I'll just, uh, yeah, I could go on for hours and hours, but I'll let you direct me so I don't, uh, you know, spend three hours of your time because you probably want to go build a few bikes today sometime. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate all of that right off the bat, of course. Appreciate you watching the those videos and finding me online. And uh, yeah, we, we aren't a super big company here and I don't want to be. 
and I don't want to just offer and sell everything. So I think I think you were right about all those comments you made. I want to sell e-bikes and be very good. And I want my employees that are here to be very good at not just selling e-bikes, but just knowing electric bikes. Because if we know them, if we understand them, selling is just going to come naturally. And that's kind of how we run the business here. It's just do what we can to offer the best products. And you know, whoever finds us and is looking for the best products, they're going to find us and they'll be great customers. Well, I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, basically you're building a community. You're not building a business. It sounds really cheesy, but you know what? Bikes are iconic symbols of fun and freedom. Everybody, <laughs> well, your 13-year-old self remembers your yeah. first 10 speed, you know? And believe me, that feeling came back when I took my first ride on my Foxback. The Foxback came in a box that was so well-packaged, my friend. It was you guys work really, really hard at making sure that the bike, uh, when the customer takes it out of the box, is ready to ride. It's. Uh, I just needed to spend about 10 minutes on it to do the things that had to be done because you couldn't do them because it had to be boxed. But the things that had to be done, even for a guy that's totally useless when it comes to uh, holding tools, uh, I worked out things that had to be done in just a few minutes. And I, I was on the road within literally half an hour of getting it out of the box. It was tremendous, uh, the amount of uh, packaging and the care that you took in the packaging because every twist tie I took off that I, you know, I said, somebody packed this with love and care. Look at this and how <laughs> this was. And you know what I really appreciated too, Kyle, was that everything worked. You obviously tested and checked everything. All of the uh, derailers were perfectly aligned. You know, and that just traveled, uh, what, three 2,000 miles to uh, to get to me, right? Yeah, it had to go a little little bit of a distance. <laughs> yeah, so it worked out really, really well. But the packaging is great. I'm just thinking about all the people that are waiting for their bikes, and I know there's lots of them out there in the community, and they're just salivating because they're listening to my story. But believe me, <laughs> I went through the wait like everybody else did because I got caught in the back order for the uh, because of the problems of the overseas deliveries like everybody else. But the wait was worth it. And I just have to say that now the wait was worth it because the bike that arrived is uh, a great product. It's solid. You know, I'm a 230 pound man, six foot four. I test a frame pretty well, don't I? <laughs> that size, and it works out pretty good. You're a big lug. It carries you around pretty good, too, my friend. <laughs> it doesn't hesitate at all. It does just fine hauling me around. Kyle, can I just take a moment? I want to say hi to my friends in the community. Nikita, hey, George from Washington State, how are you doing? The Fasos are carrying up Marin County with their collection of, uh, of bikes from you guys. Paul, he's also interested in aviation. Hi, Paul. Peter, uh, we don't. We got a Peter Paul. I don't know if we've got a Mary <laughs> in, in the game, but we got a Mindy. Mindy is uh, is got a fleet. And yeah, Mindy's uh, local right here too. And yeah, we got lots of good people. For those that are listening and don't recognize these names, hopefully that's some incentive to go join the Bolton E-Bikes Facebook group, which uh, is where most of these people are hanging out. Uh, and you'll start recognizing some of these names and. You'll probably see Kim here on the group posting things and jumping in. And yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a community. The idea is just let's have a place where people can chat about their e-bikes. You know, if they're geographically in the same area, they can go on rides. I mean, if not, they're just there to help each other out. And that's what it's there for. 
Well, I think that the community is the start of a bigger idea. And I think that's getting back to, you know, the kind of company that I like doing a business with. Your your idea is not to sell a bike and make a dollar. Your idea is much bigger. You're building a community. And, and whether you, I don't know if that's the way you started out or not. If that's the way you started out, that was your plan, Kyle. You're a genius. But <laughs> if, it's, if this community kind of started accidentally and holistically and just kind of developed on its own, that's a good thing, too. And I'll tell you, you know, but it's the start of bigger and better things. You know, we've got... Um, like you just mentioned, you know, the community of adventure trail riders. Here's young guys, the 17, 18, 19 year old riders are out there doing circuits that I could not even walk on uh, with, oh, sure. with safety. And these guys are going crazy on it. And you've got seniors uh, like me, they're on the same seat, and we're all talking together and, and checking each other out. I mean, what other community does that? It's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Even if you're not a customer uh, yet, join the community because. Uh, you're getting a lot of tips there, too. A lot of people that are first-time riders for e-bikes are talking to people that have been riding e-bikes for years and years. And the trading of information back and forth, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, that's enough uh, advertising for the Facebook community. <laughs> that's okay. That's great. Let me tell you how I got my bike to Canada, because uh, during um, the closure of the borders, it's a bit of a hassle. That Yeah, there's a little bit more involved normally. And then that probably didn't help <laughs> the way things are. Actually, the border itself didn't delay the bike. Once you got the product in, you know, your back orders finally started catching up. Sure. And um, they started to, uh, the border wasn't a problem, but it was simply that the rules of, of crossing through things through the uh, borders, and I'm sure it's not just the northern border, it's the southern border as well. Anything that's shipping internationally is just, Everybody's rules are kind of changing how it goes, who is allowed to send things, what it goes through, who's allowed to drive through the board, you know, so. And I'm sure you're uh, limiting your Fox Bat bike to the Canadian 500 watt limit, uh, you know, make sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, how do you, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to tell anybody that that 1000 watt motor is actually a 1000 watt motor, but Kyle, you know, don't blow my cover. <laughs> Actually, you know, I have to say this, that I think that those rules have been relaxed. People's attitudes uh, have changed on powered uh, mobility. I think that uh, we've grown up a little bit with the attitudes on, on that. And, uh, I don't think that there's those issues anymore. I think, I think you are correct. And I, I have a specific example in mind, which is not where you are, but in New York, which was historically one of the most restrictive places for electric bikes. I mean, it was to the point where uh, local police would literally go around with a flatbed truck and round up e-bikes and confiscate them. I mean, oh, that dear. you know, it's kind of crazy to think that would happen. But when everything changed this year and it was like, okay, New York, crowded place, right? You don't want people cramming into subways and different things. That was like a determining factor for them to really loosen up the laws. And now e-bikes are accepted. And, you know, it's like you can actually go ride an e-bike in New York and not have to worry about it. But a year or two ago, that wasn't the case. So it's interesting to see how much that has changed in that scenario. And I know it's kind of happened everywhere to some degree, more acceptance of, of electric bikes or other forms of transportation. But that's one that was really surprising to me, just the just direct 180 <laughs> from how they were trying to run things to, oh, I guess this isn't right and not what people need. Let's change it. <laughs> well, 
Well, and it couldn't happen at a better time because uh, now as we go into this next era of whatever is going to be happening, I'll tell you, the uh, different transportation options are going to be very, very valid. They're going to be important to everyone. And I can see that this uh, e-bike community worldwide is just going to grow tremendously. It already is. I mean, it's just, I think it's taking off for all the right reasons. And I think perhaps this global thing, the crisis that we're all suffering through a little bit here is, is driving an awful lot of these social changes. And a lot of them are positive. And I think this is a real positive one because even the folks that are pedaling on our, we got bike trails in our town. Uh, we got uh, thousands of miles of bike trails right through the downtown. And uh, we're really lucky here. But I noticed that riding on our trails, uh, which are shared trails for the most part, the attitudes over the last three or four years changed dramatically. I, was, I wasn't I was riding. I was a walker. And on the trails, the uh, folks that were sharing with the bikes, a lot of, you know, people sometimes didn't get along very well, the bikers and the walkers. <laughs> but, you know, and that simply was, I think, just the challenge of, of the time. And, and I think that a lot of uh, e-bikes were coming on the trails and were, they were new and people weren't quite sure of them. Those attitudes have all modified. They've matured a lot. And I think that now the uh, riders and the walkers are getting along much better in our town. I, I think that's probably indicative of what's going on worldwide. I hope it is. I think so. And, and as uh, people get more used to bicycles being on the road and it's more common, I think just the interaction between, you know, like you said, the walkers and bicyclists, but I think bicyclists and cars is going to get easier because people are going to be more used to it and they're not going to be like, oh, there's a bicycle in my way. They're on the road. What are they doing here? Now it's like, oh, that's where they're supposed to be. <laughs> and that's okay. Part of the responsibility and part of the excitement of building a bike community like uh, like yours is that you can, as a group, become an advocate for what you want, you know, because now all of a sudden the people that were walking, many of them now are riding and we've got a whole new generation of riders that are in a whole bunch of different age groups that now can, uh, you know, solidify some of the changes that need to be done so that we can have more trails, more shared pathways, and we can become advocates for that as just simply members of that community and uh, taking care of each other. Oh, and before I forget, now, if there is a Canadian that's looking for any help in bringing a bike to Canada, go online. And there's a, a couple of different self-clearing websites that will help you and he'll hook you up with somebody that can make it happen for you. And one of the ones that I used was called Clear It Canada. I'm not endorsing them because uh, they're giving us anything for this, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, but it's, it's <laughs> a website okay. that's there and uh, they do, uh, they have live people that will answer questions for free. So it's called Clear It, one word, clearit.ca. Oh, that's great. Because I know that's a common question when people are in Canada and they ask, can you ship here? Uh, and of course, our answer is, yes, we can. It costs us more, unfortunately, to ship it there and get it over the border. And there is some custom clearance paperwork type stuff that has to happen. I was just going to say, it's okay. You know, it costs a little bit more, but our dollars are worth a little bit less. So it kind of evens up in the end, doesn't it? Oh, no, it doesn't. That's right. <laughs> no, it goes the other way. <laughs> uh, sorry. Exactly. We should be building the bikes in Canada and shipping them over here. That would be <laughs> make more now, sense. I think I was going to pitch that to you next. I, I, when do you open up your international subsidiaries? Because, you know, Canada should be first on your list because, you know, we're, we're really nice people. But the only thing is you'd have to teach your staff how to speak French. 
But uh, <laughs> we could start with that right now. Actually, the, the good news is that Bolton in uh, French is the same as it is in English. It's spelled the same, so you don't have to change the logos on the front of your bikes. You're good. But you just have to learn how to say it. It's Bolton. So just the, you know, practice, Perfect. practice both goal. And as soon as, um, you know, you have that uh, ace and you've got all your staff in the same groove, we'll open up Canada. Got it. Sounds great. I know, you know, winter's up there, a little bit cold for my liking, but uh, I have been up into Canada and uh, into Edmonton, believe it or not. Uh, and in the summertime, it's not bad. <laughs> summertime's pretty nice. Cyclists here uh, in the middle of winter, and it, it can get to uh, 35, 40 below. They're still pedaling. They're just wonderful. They go, you know, year-round. And our city is very pro-bike, and uh, there's an awful lot of bike lanes being built in the heaviest of uh, intersections downtown now. And so you can feel that the attitudes are changing all for the best. It's all a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's great. I know right here in the town of Grass Valley, the bike lanes and paths are pretty limited. There's not a whole lot right here. Uh, but about 45 minutes up the road in Truckee, Tahoe area, I mean, they're literally spending millions and millions of dollars on new bike paths everywhere. And it's great to see that happening. I think it's just going to, it'll keep spreading to neighboring towns and it'll keep happening. And uh, who knows, like you said, maybe I can be an advocate in a way here locally to say, we need more bike paths in Grass Valley because more people are riding bikes. Even though it's a more rural area, I still see e-bikes some that I've sold and some that aren't uh, around town all the time. And it kind of just makes me smile every time I see one because I know five years ago that was a rarity to see someone riding an e-bike through town. And now it's it's just normal. That's a good thing to see because I think we're going in the right direction on that one. Yeah, for sure. So the bike that you've got, you know, unless you have, of course, something else you want to share, go ahead. But the Fox Bat in general... I'm just curious, what made you pick that one, or or what type of paths or trails do you ride it on? What do you use it for? I hadn't been on a bike since I was my 13-year-old self until the Fox Bat came. So the kind of rider that I was going to be was, am I going to be able to get to the sidewalk and back into the driveway? That's where I started, because literally, I was starting again, as they say, once you uh, learn to ride a bike, you do remember. And I, I picked it up again pretty quickly, but I'm staying to the trails. I'm staying on concrete and on asphalt wherever I can. Yeah, just I'm taking it really easy simply because, uh, you know, I'm a brand new rider again. So, you know, I need to get my, uh, my quick skills back before I can uh, challenge myself, you know, in, in a group of people. So that's where I am. But I, the Fox Bat, why did I choose it? Uh, well, first of all, I'm a big guy and I needed a full frame bike and I needed something that was solid that's going to um, be able to carry me in for the next few years without uh, breaking down. And that's exactly what the bike is. It's just a solid piece. It's um, I can handle it. It's, uh, it's a bigger bike, so it's heavier, but I got a rack on uh, the back of my vehicle and I can lift it up and, and take it down. So it's manageable. And it's solid enough. It carries me. It's not a speed demon. Uh, that's not what I want. I'm not encouraged to go and unlock any codes on it to <laughs> make it a speedier uh, bike because it's just got enough for me, uh, more than I need, actually. And uh, as I said earlier, what I do is I, I take it for a ride. I try to ride at least twice a day, once in the morning before uh, I, I still do some work here at home. Um, that's great spend a couple of hours in, in the office, but before I go into work, I will 
go for a ride and it's just fantastic just uh, everything just yeah it's just great you know i mean everybody that's riding knows exactly what i'm talking about and everybody everybody that's wanting to ride feels what i'm talking about and uh just a great experience this bike has created an awful lot of opportunity as well too because my whole family can ride it if they want to you know i've got grandchildren i got nine grandchildren and i've got four kids so believe me there's lots of people that would be uh that want to ride the bike if I decide I want to let them. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a while before I let my first scratch on my fox back get done by anybody other than me, just is not, uh, that won't happen. Well, you have to keep riding it. Hopefully you don't scratch it, but I guess once you do, then it's broken in and you can let, let other people have some fun on it. My family is interested in, um, you know, a couple of different bikes. They, the, the Galaxy is kind of fun because it's got a lot of capacity. Uh, we're looking at that one. You know, if we want to get a second family bike, that would be kind of a fun one to get, I think. so. But there's lots of choices now, and you've got some new ones onto the lineup all the time. You've got a, what was it? a Cheetah. You, you introduced Cheetah the other day. Yeah, kind of the motorcycle look and good cruiser. It's uh, very laid back. Yeah, you could certainly take that look to it if you wanted to. Yeah, when we formally introduce it on the website, there's just kind of a, a blank page there sitting there for the moment until the bikes show up, but we will have those online soon. Yeah, you'll definitely see some of the extra things people have asked about, like fenders and racks and saddlebags. Uh, all these, those things are going to be coming on the bike standard for sure. I think it'll be, be pretty fun. That'd be just a great-looking bike with saddlebags on it. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. might be a little overkill, but as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, hmm, I should do one of these and uh, put another nice uh, matching leather triangle bag in the center and then add another battery to that and then add some batteries in the saddlebags and, you know, then you could just go days at a time without having to recharge. It'd be a little ridiculous, but why not? Why not? Exactly. Have some fun with it. And, and being able to customize something up like that is lots of fun, too. But I can see uh, events like, you know, rider events, uh, meetups happening uh, once your community grows. Uh, you know, you'll have all sorts of opportunities for regional meetings. I was hoping to do, yeah, something just like that this spring, actually. And if you watch, you know, my YouTube videos, when I released the one of the first ones about the fox bat i kind of mentioned our trail going around the building and you know we were clearing uh, brush out and different things and and we kind of put that project on hold because part of the reason for doing that was like oh we can have a you know a nice cool little test track here on the property and we can do some events on occasion and have people go for group rides from here and then it was like oh social distancing, nobody go anywhere. And it was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Yeah, right now plans are on hold, but that's certainly I, two or three uh, months down the line when things are, are cleared up and we can you know, start thinking about things like that. And believe me, when people uh, are able to get back into groups again and socialize, those are the kind of events that are going to be really popular. You know, it's uh, because... Yeah, you know, it's just a good positive thing altogether. That's I think that's one of the great things about the products and the services and the and the whole structure that you're offering, Kyle. Is that you're, you're offering really a lifestyle, a fun thing that uh, just basically doesn't seem to have a whole bunch of negative connotations. And boy, in these days, <laughs> that's kind of cool to have, man. <laughs> I'm hopeful that we have, uh, you know, kind of our demo fleet here, and and even if somebody doesn't have any bike yet. 
then they can meet up with the other locals who go on regular rides and just be like, all right, here's one of our demo bikes, you know, just take it and go for a ride with everyone else so you can see what it's like to go do this and have fun. That's great. And then uh, part of your five-year plan will be Bolton Labs. You know, that'll be where all of the uh, worldwide research for e-bike technology is done. (laughs) I haven't had that on the plan specifically. There's been something... Something else. I'm going too far ahead of you. Well, Sorry about that. <laughs> well, uh, I guess not a not a laboratory, so to speak. I mean, I I definitely have some some other development ideas that are going to happen here. I guess I just didn't think of it as Bolton Lab. So who knows? Maybe I'll have to change it to that. I didn't have a formal name for it, but there was a unique idea that's still in the back of my mind that I think would be really interesting. That would make the Bolton e-bikes headquarters here even more of a destination than it is but I'll keep that Oh that's a good tease. I'll keep that under wraps. <laughs> I'm glad that you chose you know my podcast to uh, roll out that little gem. You know now everybody that's listening is saying going to pop Kim ask him more ask him about it a little more. So Kyle what can you tell <laughs> us about your secret project? Well right now the project is get stuff here fast and get it shipped out cuz people are waiting. <laughs> Your constant discussions that you're having with your suppliers, are you finding that things are starting to ease up now or are they still? The the suppliers I work with, thankfully, are all very good and they actually are working very quickly. And for the most part, believe it or not, suppliers and, and the bikes and parts and things we have are having made most of the time they're on time. <laughs> but when you add in you know, the delays in shipping and things that are happening. And just an example, Rad Power Upgrade Kits is a very popular item right now. And it used to be that if we order some, you know, obviously there's a lead time to have it manufactured. And once they were done, I could actually get a shipment of small parts like that sent over by air. And I've literally had small parts sent over before where it's like, we confirm the order one morning, and by evening time, it's morning overseas, and they have it shipped out, and Good. you know it goes out overnight, and it's, it's like two days from wanting the part shipped to it actually arriving in California, which is kind of crazy. But that was before. <laughs> now... I get a tracking number and it's weeks and weeks of the tracking number, not even saying when it's going to arrive. And then one day it just shows up (laughs) and, and so it's very unpredictable. So we still have that problem. And I think that's going to take a little time to recover. That's short term. It exactly. It's short term. It'll come back to normal. And the other thing that's going to take a little bit longer is just the demand has been so high. Some certain parts are ramping up production. That's just for the bicycle industry as a whole. I think right. e-bikes in general till end of 2020, I think they're going to continue to be sold out everywhere. And probably into the spring, I wouldn't be surprised before I think we really start seeing everybody having stuff in stock again. And that's my conservative estimate. I hope that's kind of where it goes to. We've been increasing our order numbers to try and get ahead of it, but it hasn't worked. <laughs> but but we're working on it. You know, ramping up is difficult at the best of times, but trying to uh, do this dance of uh, the, you know, during this uh, closures and all the problems is just 
it's a dance. You have to do day to day, day, to day and it's just, but it, it will get better. It's, be, it's going to be short term, and away we go. After a couple months from now, everything is just perfect. Yeah, our number one priority is always uh, our customers that are here now. So projects like the uh, Bolton e-bikes destination facility, whatever it might be, are in the future because that's going to be it's going to be a combination of things. I mean, yes, it will attract potentially new customers for us. But I think it's going to be a thing where people like you who have been a customer already and know who we are, you know, if we have something here of interest, you're going to be like, oh, that is cool. I want to go there one day. Even though I've already got a bike, it'd still be cool to go there. And how many businesses or, or places that you buy something from do you think of actually going to visit the facility where it shipped from or where it made? Probably not many. <laughs> not very many. Exactly. But it's such a great idea, and the concept really works. And I think that's one of the things that I bought into is when I was looking at uh, you know at you guys is you had the right idea, so you're going the right direction. So it's it's all good. I have another question. What are you going to do with the great big wooden wall in your shop? It's a big wooden wall that is just totally blank. And for somebody that's in marketing and things <laughs> like you do. I can't understand how you could have so much real estate that doesn't have any kind of signage and or information on it. That's a great question. I was thinking that maybe what you could do is, is throw something at your community, like maybe helping you fill the, the wall of infamy, which means that <laughs> if you're a customer of, of Bolton, you want to send perhaps a poster from your state or a a flag from your state, as long as it's approved, <laughs> or something that says, hey, I'm proud of my Bolton, and uh, here I am. Uh, I think after a couple of uh, months of people giving you donations, you could probably cover that wall with some very colorful things. It would be a great display of your customer base from across the world, too. So that's my pitch. The Wall of Infamy in the uh, Bolton E-Bikes uh, Laboratory. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. We have a, a lot of rearranging and, and remodeling going on here. And from the website and the YouTube channel, you don't really get to see all of that happening behind the scenes. But once it's done, then uh, I'll make sure to do kind of a, I don't know if it's a factory tour or a walkthrough or whatever it's going to be, but I'll make sure to show things once it's all complete, but we've, we've got some work to go still. Uh, absolutely. But uh, things are uh, great for planning for the future. I mean, there's uh, all sorts of future problems that haven't arisen yet that we can all solve together as a Bolton community. How does that sound for a planet? <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds great. I, I really do like involving customers in decisions going forward as strange as well, it doesn't sound strange. It's, it's, it makes sense. I mean, I just know a lot of companies don't do it, but <laughs> I, I like to say, hey, I'm considering this or we're thinking about this and kind of take people along with the process. And I, and I have some cool things, I think, coming up where we can really do that in more detail. People can be more involved. That uh, sounds like a great plan. And, you know, that's the uh, steps forward that uh, I think everybody's going to be really happy to get in step with and, and join along. It'll be fun. Yeah. I know that's very vague at the moment, but it's coming. So just for now, be patient to receive your bikes. We're shipping them out quickly. And for the future, just be patient for what happens at Bolton e-bikes and what sort of out-of-the-box things are we going to do here. I can guarantee nobody's done it yet. So that much I can say. 
Uh, you're going to continue to put logs on this fire of mystery just to tease us That's a right. little bit more. Aren't Always. You? <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate this. Uh, you know, having you spend some time with me is great because it gives me a chance to uh, get to know you a little bit better and it just solidifies my purchase of, of your product and just, uh, you know, makes me feel proud that uh, I made the right decision. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And to anybody who's listening, if you have an interesting story about e-bikes, if you have a friend who has something interesting about electric bikes, whatever it is, feel free to reach out to us and let us know, hey, I'm interested or I know someone who would be great for your podcast because we want to keep spreading the information around, spreading the knowledge around, keep teaching people about e-bikes and that's just going to get them to be adopted more and more. And, you know, it's not about Bolt and e-bikes selling more bikes. It's about more people just having fun. At the end of the day, that's what people get to do is have fun on these things. So thanks again. If you are new to the podcast, make sure to go check out ebikepodcast.com. That's where you can sign up for email notifications. You'll get emails that go out on a regular basis when new podcast episodes come out. And as a bonus, that's where we usually let people know when an e-bike giveaway is happening. We just gave away a bike, the new Sabre model, pre-production before anyone else. So you never know what it's going to be. It's usually something good. And who doesn't want a free electric bike? So once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. Go check that out. And of course, you can also find Bolton e-bikes online, on YouTube, and whatever social media platforms we decide to jump on. Thanks again for listening, and I will... Talk to you again soon. 